Good morning and welcome to another edition of Living Better in San Diego, public service presentation of the Intercom San Diego radio stations. I'm Gary Lee. Genesis Healthcare Partners is a multi-specialty physician practice right here in San Diego County. Today, we're going to talk about gut health and some of the things that we can do to stay healthy. Joining us this morning is Rhonda Gilmore, Director of Marketing at Genesis Healthcare Partners, and Dr. Marvin Singh, Gastroenterologist at Coastal Gastroenterology in Encinitas. Welcome, Rhonda. Welcome, Dr. Singh. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to have the both of you on the show. Rhonda, good to, good to see you again. It's been a while. Pleasure. Tell us a little bit about uh, Genesis Healthcare Partners. You have several locations around the county, right? That is correct. Over 14 offices. And you are uh, one of San Diego's largest premier multi-specialty physician practices, correct? That is correct. That would encompass urology, gastroenterology, um, radiation oncology. We also have a lab and a prostate cancer center. What else can you tell us about Genesis Healthcare? I'm proud to, to say that we are uh, just celebrated our eighth year being in practice was uh, in April. I think that uh, something that definitely should be mentioned is that one of the things that make us very unique is that it's a private practice. This is a large private practice, but you're getting top-of-the-line care uh, with top-of-the-line technology, cutting-edge cancer treatment. GI GI is by far um, the latest of uh, specialties that have come into the practice, Uh and that is starting to grow very much. Um, Dr. Singh is certainly uh, instrumental in making those changes, spearing off from from GI to integrative medicine, uh, which, of course, we know is so important today. Let me, so, let me ask you, Dr. Singh, real quickly uh, about uh, integrative medicine. What, what do you mean by that? So integrative medicine is basically taking the best of both worlds. So there are a lot of alternative uh, therapies and modalities that may be safer and effective to help people with their symptoms or conditions. Um, and in integrative medicine, we believed in following an evidence-based approach to follow the guidelines of uh, what you need to do for standard of care, but also to be open-minded uh, uh, regarding alternative therapies that may be useful, uh, that may even be uh, more effective than standard of care in trying to help people um, from a whole-body perspective in uh, trying to optimize their health. Now you are a, you are a doctor at uh, Coastal Gastroenterology in Encinitas, correct? That's right. So I'm an integrative gastroenterologist, which means I am board certified in internal medicine, gastroenterology, and integrative medicine. And uh, my office is primarily in Encinitas at Coastal Gastroenterology. And uh, you were, if I'm not mistaken, the first physician in California to be board certified in internal medicine. And gastroenterology, correct? That's right. It's uh, it's been an honor uh, to be one of the uh, first in the country and uh, in the state of California to be not only a diplomate but uh, a member of the board for the American Board of Integrative Medicine and uh, also be board certified in internal medicine and gastroenterology. So I can take you know the best of uh, all three of these realms and try to help people as best as I can. Have have you been at this particular office in Encinitas the entire time you're with Genesis? That's right. I've been uh, at the same office for the last few years. Before I came to uh, San Diego, I actually trained at the Scripps Clinic in La Jolla at Torrey Pines uh, back, I don't know, about 2008 now, so 11 years ago. And uh, I, uh, since then, was uh, assistant professor at Johns Hopkins and 
at UCLA, and I miss San Diego so much I found my way back. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> We're glad you're back. Uh, doing some great work, from what I understand, at, uh, at Genesis. We mentioned those accolades that, that, uh, you know, that have come your way. How, how has that helped you or, or benefited you in your career? It's not only benefited me career-wise, but actually personal-wise. When I first started working as a physician after training, my first job, I, you know, found that we do a real good job at taking care of people when they're sick, when they're, you know, in the hospital, when they're not feeling well. But a lot of the people that come to see us don't necessarily have acute problems, but a lot of chronic problems or chronic symptoms. And they seem to be passing around from doctor to doctor, not really feeling like they're getting what they're looking for. And uh, I kind of felt lost early in my career where I felt that I didn't have all the tools that I needed to help my patients. And I myself was overweight. It was over 200 pounds and um, had fatty liver and my liver enzymes were elevated. And I had my doctors telling me that if I didn't continue, if I didn't start, um, you know, working on my own health, that I was going to have diabetes one day. And so that was kind of a wake-up call for me, and, you know, I'm a physician, very well-trained, you know, working at Johns Hopkins, and this is what I'm hearing. And so I I kind of felt lost, like, you know, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing for myself? Am I doing the right thing for my patients as far as understanding, you know, lifestyle modifications and nutrition and what health really means? And so... I started learning about integrative medicine, and I enrolled myself in the Andrew Wiles uh, Integrative Medicine Program at the University of Arizona in Tucson, and I finished that two-year training, and, you know, within the first month, I felt like a breath of fresh air was just blown right into my body, and um, I learned and learned more about nutrition and health and started implementing some of the things that I was learning in my own life, and... Within uh, four months, three, four months, I lost about 35, 40 pounds. Mm. And so that really kind of ignited the fire inside of me and started to reverse some of the problems that I was experiencing in my own health right. and then starting to apply that to patients' uh, health and was finding some very remarkable outcomes. And so um, that has just kind of reignited my passion for medicine. And I tell everyone that was the time where... I changed from becoming a doctor to actually becoming a healer. You mentioned, and we talked a little bit about integrative medicine. How does that play into the gastroenterology field, integrative gastroenterology? Yeah, so, you know, Hippocrates said many years ago that all disease begins in the gut, and uh, he was spot on. He may not have known exactly what he was talking about, but he was totally right. So we find that a lot of the problems that people have actually come from the gut. You know, we often think about, you know, digestive issues as far as your bowel patterns or heartburn or bloating and things like that. And oftentimes they may be related to, you know, irritable bowel syndrome or or something benign. Um, A lot of times they can be a manifestation of other more systemic problems. People have bowel problems when they have fibromyalgia or when they have lupus or when they have, uh, you know, a, a variety of other problems, even Diabetes or heart disease has its uh, roots in the gut. And so by being able to focus our attention on the digestive tract, uh, which is known as the second brain of our bodies, 
we can uh, help try to reverse some of these uh, other problems that many of us have. What does uh, true health and wellness mean? I, I know it probably means various things depending on who you talk to, but from a professional standpoint, what does it mean to you? True health to me means kind of being in a place where you feel that your your symptoms are under control and that you just feel well mentally and holistically from your whole body's perspective, meaning you're not anxious or depressed, your elimination is well, your chronic issues or conditions may be better, your levels and degrees of inflammation in your body related to a variety of uh, you know issues you might have is under control. True health means trying to find that place where your microbiome is uh, well-balanced, really. So it all ultimately kind of boils down to that. For those who don't know, the microbiome is composed of over 100 trillion bacteria, viruses, fungi, mold uh, that live inside of our GI tracts. So we often think of uh, these types of organisms as being infectious, but and and they certainly can be infectious. They can certainly cause problems. But we have over a hundred trillion of these guys living inside of wow. us, and so sometimes these things get off balance. And this is when uh, we refer to the term called dysbiosis. That means when the bacteria and the whole ecosystem gets off tilt, gets off balance. And when these things get off balance, inflammation can arise. And so inflammation can arise in different people in different places. It could be in your joints and you get rheumatoid arthritis. It could be in your skin and you get eczema. It could be in your belly and you, you're obese. So when we talk about true health, when I talk about true health, I really mean trying to balance the gut microbiome so that it can cooperate with your body so that you can be in a place where you feel well overall. So, so what influences gut microbiome? Well, that's a great question. You know, there are a few core principles of things that can affect the gut microbiome. Some of them are obvious, like nutrition. We all know that you got to eat the right foods, don't eat junk food, processed food, vegetable oils, uh, you know, uh, foods that are sprayed with pesticides. That's kind of the obvious one that a lot of people know about. What people don't know as much is that Things like the quality of your water, how much exercise you have, uh, how well you're sleeping, how well you manage stress, and even how well you hang out and have fun, your social interconnections, how well you do that, they all affect your gut microbiome. There's actually a fair amount of literature showing how these variety of things can actually influence the uh, composition of the microbiome. So we know that, like, for example, if you don't sleep very well, you have altered circadian rhythms, your sleep cycle is just totally off, we know that the microbiome actually changes in a way that um, can influence how well you think, your memory. That's It's quite fascinating. We also know that people that exercise and uh, move on a regular basis have a microbiome that is more diverse and resilient. We also know that when people are under uh, stressful situations that um, their microbiome can get imbalanced. So if you're chronically stressed, 
your microbiome can get off balance as well. And this can also lead and contribute to a variety of other things like depression or anxiety or OCD, you know. So the microbiome is very central to all of this. So to minimize gastrointestinal issues then yeah. and, and uh, problems with gut microbiome, more exercise, less stress, dietary needs need to be looked at, right? Looking at the amount of toxins or toxic exposure in your environment, whether that be microwaving plastics or drinking filtered water or looking at the quality of your cosmetic products, um, looking at food additives and foods that you buy and trying to eat more clean whole foods uh, type of diet um, that's organic or non-genetically modified, a variety of these kind of things. Um, they definitely influence the microbiome. The big thing that people miss a lot is, is stress. We take it for granted. We're all under stress all the time. But it's not necessarily that you, you're exposed to stress. It's how you manage or deal with stress. And it can really make a big difference, you know, even from a very early age, the the example that I give is a study that they did. It's not necessarily the nicest study that uh, was ever conducted, but they looked at the microbiome of the infant monkey when it was born, and they separated it from its mother after birth, and they compared the composition of the microbiome from before to after the separation, and they saw that without anything else changing, the composition of the, the baby monkey's microbiome changed. And the pattern uh, in which uh, it, it changed towards was one that seems to be consistent with those who have mental health conditions like anxiety, depression, OCD later in life. Hmm. So this is what we mean when we talk about early programming or the importance of the first thousand days of life. There's been a lot of talk about that in the news lately. And this is what it means. You know, from an early age, the microbiome takes its cues from the environment, um, nutrition, variety of sources like we're talking about. And it kind of uh, helps program the composition of the microbiome. And it's always shifting and changing as we go on through our lives. But if we understand some of these main concepts and we're able to look at and follow how you know certain uh, aspects of our health and environment influence our microbiome, we can at least try to be one step ahead of the game. Hmm. Now, what, what is um, gut imbalance and conditions that are associated with it? That's also a great question. Gut imbalance, really, the list seems to be growing every day, you know. Uh, we know that Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, thyroid disease, cancers, heart disease, um, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, autism, anxiety, depression, almost like you name it, uh, there there is some root in the microbiome. And so, you know, it's not just the microbiome either. So that's one thing I wanted to make clear that that's not the only functioning system in your body. Mm-hmm. Our genes also play a role in it. And um, this is actually one of the fun things I like doing in my wellness program. I have a special integrative wellness program, and I look at the microbiome and epigenetics and uh, people's uh, gene expression on uh, certain aspects of their health and combine that with sensitivities or expo- looking at toxic exposures, things like that, and I help them, I help them understand how they should eat, live, and um, uh, what things they need to help make up for deficiencies and things like that that they may have. 
And so one of the coolest new tests that's out there is a is a test uh, looking at your epigenetics. Now, epigenetics is basically uh, refers to the sleeve of proteins that covers the chromosomes, the DNA. That's where the on and off switches are. So we have all these genes. And these genes, just because you have a certain gene, doesn't necessarily mean that you're doomed to have the problem. The gene has to be turned on, and the gene can be turned off. Hmm. And how this occurs is by something called methylation. And methylation is just a, uh, you know, a methyl group is basically like a, you know, carbons and hydrogens. It's a, it's a chemical. And they get on top of these genes. You can just kind of visually imagine it. And they basically function as the on and off switch. And so, um, one of the fun things that I am doing these days is using this concept, uh, of epigenetics to help people understand how well they are or are not optimizing their health. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of science uh, literature published on this concept called DNA methylation phenoage. And it's a very long, complicated name because doctors like to make up long, complicated names to explain things. <laughs> but basically it's like, you know, if, if we cut down a tree and we look at the rings in the tree trunk, we can get an idea of how old the tree is. Uh, by looking at the right. number of rings, right? Right. And so methylation can do that for us as well. So we can look at how many methyl groups we have across the entire genome and get an idea of how old we are. So you could say, hey, I'm 45 years old because I know I was born in this year and I'm 45 years old. And I can say, well, actually, you're more like 55 chromosomally. So <laughs> we got a little bit of some work to do so we don't keep your age accelerating at that pace that's 10 years faster. And so, you know, how we figure out how to do that is by personalizing a program for you. So we know what genes you have. We know you know, what you may be at risk for. We look at your life and your lifestyle. We look at what you're eating. We look at your sensitivities and your microbiome. And we look at all these things and we try to make a program to kind of help decelerate the aging process and help you optimize your health. And as a side effect, your digestive symptoms will probably improve. Because I tell everyone, you know, coming back to some of the earlier questions we were talking about, is that the, the GI tract is like the tattletale of the body. So, you know, if, if you're constipated or you're having diarrhea or you're bloated, the question is not necessarily how do I fix that, but why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And we try to figure that out, then we'll really get to the truth of the matter. And that's really what integrative medicine has done for me. It's helped me kind of see what the truth of the matter is a little bit better. Interesting. So what, what can we do to, to control gut imbalance? So uh, one of the easiest things to do is to look at the you know toxic exposures you might have in life. And if you are not sure what that means, then I would tell people to go to the website uh, ewg.org. It's the Environmental Working Group. It's a great website. They tell you about what are the, you know, dirty dozen foods. So these are the foods that you should definitely eat organic. And they tell you about the clean 15. So these are the 15 foods that, you, you know, you don't necessarily have to eat organic. Always organic non-GMO is going to be better. But, you know, it's sometimes not practical financially to eat everything organic. It's a little bit more expensive. So they're at least giving you some guidance there. You can also look up some of the shampoos, the soaps, the, you know, the, the makeup, the lipstick, all these products that you may be using and look and see what their safety rating is. Because 
all of these things get absorbed into our body and affect our microbiome. And then, you know, look at your daily schedule and see how you can work out uh, getting a little bit more movement in. You know, more exercise doesn't necessarily mean that that is not necessarily the right answer. But exercise period is the answer because a lot of people are sitting at a desk and not not moving right. at every all. Every little bit you helps. Know? Yeah. So for every hour that you're sitting at uh, at your desk, you should try to be mobile for 10 minutes. What we do in our office at at uh, Coastal Gastroenterology is during lunch break, everybody will eat their lunch, you know, but we'll go for a walk. And we go in little groups. So we may walk around the building. I like to walk around the building just because in case I get called back for a patient or whatever, I'm not too You're far nearby, away. Right. But, you know, there's a nice neighborhood around there, you know, near our office. And so, you know, we go out in groups and we walk. And so you're accomplishing a few different things. You're accomplishing the movement part. You're clearing your mind. You're helping digestion because you just ate lunch. And then you're also working on the social interconnectedness part of it because social interconnections is also very important to health and longevity. So, you know, these are some very easy, simple hacks that you can do, you know, integrate into your regular daily routine to try to help optimize your health. And and some of those definitely things that, that people don't ordinarily think about yeah. when it comes to uh, their gastrointestinal tract or, or gut health. Yeah, moving, meditating, socializing. Mm-hmm. These are like three of the best medicines, and the very best part of it is that it costs nothing. Right, right. <laughs> now, we have just a few more minutes left. You provide your, your patients with the knowledge and tools to reach their healthcare goals. How do you inspire and motivate them to reach those goals? Yeah, that can sometimes be uh, a little bit of a, a tougher situation depending on who the person is. But I always try to remind people of you know, uh, some of the lessons uh, from the Blue Zones. Uh, and, you know, Dan Buettner wrote a, a couple of great books called The Blue Zone Solution and The Blue Zones of Happiness. And in there, you know, uh, they talk about uh, some of the keys to happiness, and that's pleasure, purpose, and pride. And so we often forget what makes us happy in life, what brings us pleasure, what our sense of purpose is, why we get up every morning, what we're proud of, what we what we take pleasure in talking about, and reminding people about the importance of these three Ps, pleasure, purpose, and pride, helps kind of redirect what your goals are in life. And you remember that, you know, what makes me happy is my family. What makes me happy is helping others. What makes me proud is when... I, you know, go to, uh, you know, uh, the Salvation Army and donate stuff to them, you know, every couple of months. So these are the kind of things that help people remember what's important to them in life. And then you kind of tie that back to their health a bit and remind them that, you know, in order to be able to do these things, in order to be able to fulfill those things, you have to take care of yourself. And let's make a plan together so that we can try to figure out how to make that happen. Now, you have your, your own website, don't you? I where, do. Where people can go and, and learn a little bit more about this? I do. It's uh, com. And spell your last name. Uh, so the whole thing will be D-R-M-A-R-V-I-N-S-I-N-G-H.com. Okay. Any other advice this morning for, for people listening to help them maintain their gut health? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the key things that I like always emphasizing is that getting well or finding better balance in your gut health 
does not have to feel like a punishment. You can have fun and try to optimize your health as well. And the other key point I like to emphasize is that don't get caught up in fad diets or fad plans that are extremes of uh, what may be normal for you. Everyone is different. We talked about the microbiome, and what's important to understand is that everybody's 10 to 20% similar in their microbiome. So there's a lot of difference in how people work digestively and with their genes and their microbiome. And so you want to find a plan that is personalized for you, that's flexible and sustainable. Because if you follow one of these fad diets, yeah, you might feel better for, you know, uh, one or three months or whatever, but we don't know how you're going to feel in 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 years. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about lifestyle, we're talking about your life. We're working the long game here. We're not working the short game. You know, nobody says I'm going to go on this diet so I can live for another 10 days, you know. I mean, right. you know, but that's how marketing is. It's all about the 10-day plan, the 30-day mm-hmm. the plan. But what happens after that? Right, right. You want to be able to live in a way that's flexible and sustainable because on your birthday, you're going to want to have a piece of cake, you know. <laughs> you just don't want to eat cake every day all day, but, right. you know, it's okay. You want to be able to live because part of being well and feeling happy is to enjoy life as well. So I guess that's my parting message. Rhonda, uh, website for uh, Genesis Healthcare Partners? www.mygenesishealth.com. Dr. Singh and uh, Rhonda, thank you so much for being on the show today. And Dr. Singh, thank you for helping us to understand gut health and the importance of it and for all the both of you do at uh, Genesis Healthcare uh, Healthcare Partners. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. That concludes another edition of Living Better in San Diego. The opinions expressed on Living Better in San Diego do not necessarily reflect the opinions and views of the staff and management of the Entercom San Diego radio stations. Episodes of Living Better in San Diego are available on this station's website. Join me next week when my guest will be from the San Diego River Park Foundation. Until then, I'm Gary Lee. Have a great week.